When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. I guess I'm on a sort of a tear lately regarding starting aquariums or the early days of aquariums, and I think it's kind of a reflection of where I'm at right now. I'm, you know, planning um, two new aquariums. One is a reef tank, which we've talked about incessantly over the last year. Another one is a new botanical method aquarium, which is uh, something I haven't talked about all that much because it was kind of up in the air what I wanted to do, but it, I'm starting thinking about startups and so forth. And um, it's just gotten me thinking about what we go through when we start an aquarium and the, the attitudes that we bring to the table when we do this. And like any aquarium uh, that we play with, botanical method aquariums embrace, you know, a diversity of life forms and processes. And they also go through stages during their functional life cycle. And since we've been talking so much lately about setting up new systems and with so many new hobbyists entering in our little niche, uh, it's kind of fun to talk about this stuff. And one of the most exciting times in the life cycle of a botanical method aquarium is, I, I guess it's about, I don't know, maybe two weeks or so after the initial setup. It's that fascinating time when the nitrogen cycle is sort of established, the tank is running in and the botanicals and leaves lose that crisp, you know, brand spanking new look and start to acquire a little patina of bio cover or simply begin to soften up a bit. The early weeks and months in the aquarium's life cycle really seem to set the tone, in my opinion, for how the tank is likely to function over time. It's kind of a magical time when your tank begins its progression from, you know, just a concept to a living, breathing microcosm. The biological processes are, you know, they're kicking in and the business of life, the establishment of microorganism populations, biofilms, fungal growths, and so forth is increasingly evident. It's actually a crucial time in the life cycle of a botanical method aquarium. It's one that we might be tempted to intervene in at times, yet one that some of the best results come from by simply letting things be and letting them progress as nature intended. I'm a huge believer in deploying patience using, you know, time-honored nutrient control and export techniques, i.e. water exchanges and stuff like that, and applying a healthy dose of observation and common sense and believing that those contribute to the stability and the success of our botanical method aquariums, just as they would to any other type of system. You know, one of the things that we all experience with these types of systems is an initial burst of you know, tannins or, or tannin materials from the wood and leaves and so forth. They give a visual tint to the offer, uh, to the, to the offer, to the water. I don't know why I said that. If you're not using, you know, a lot of activated carbon or some other kind of chemical filtration media, the tint might be more pronounced and likely last longer than if you're actively removing it as you go with these materials in your filter. You might also experience an initial bit of cloudiness. We've talked about this before. They, this could either be physical dust or the materials you know, released from the tissues of the botanicals or even a burst of 
bacteria or microorganisms. I'm not really sure why, but it usually passes fairly quickly with minimal, if any, intervention on your part. Oh, and not everybody experiences this. Often, it's a phenomenon which seems to happen in brand new tanks, so it might not even be entirely attributable to the presence of botanicals. Well, at least not 100%. Could be simply the sand or dust or dirt or lignin or whatever from the other hardscape materials or even from manufacturing of the tank itself. I still have my own opinions on this, and since you'll undoubtedly ask, I'll tell you that I believe it's a combination of a couple of things. I think it's a bloom of microorganisms and perhaps some materials from the botanicals themselves. Now, while we're on the subject of the nitrogen cycling of new tanks, one of the things I've noticed about my botanical method aquariums over the years is that they tend to cycle very quickly, like often in like a week or less. I don't fully have an understanding why. I can only speculate at this point, but I think it's got something to do with a large influx of botanical materials in a new system. The same factors that would, uh, in you know, it would endanger uh, an established system might simply contribute to a rapid growth of bacteria, beneficial bacteria and other organisms in a new aquarium. Now, interestingly, over the years, I've also found that nitrate accumulation tends to be almost non-existent in my botanical method aquariums. Now, again, I don't know if that's something which you've noticed too, or maybe it's just me. I simply have never seen a nitrate accumulation of more than, I don't know, like 0.2 milligrams per liter. Uh, sometimes of undetectable nitrate in aquariums packed with stuff. And despite what I hypothesized would happen in my early days of playing with this style of aquarium, when I really got into botanical method aquariums, I found that they always produced little to no detectable nitrate, despite utilizing a lot of botanical material within the tank. And this stuff's all breaking down. I would have thought at least on the surface that there'd be some detectable nitrate, now, this is really interesting, but I'm not the only one who's reported this. Many of you have mentioned this to me as well. Now, my hypothesis is that, yes, the material is breaking down and contributing to the biological load of the system, but with an abundance of microorganisms living in, on, and among the you know the botanical materials in the aquarium, and with regular water exchanges, uh, a stable population of fishes and feeding and so forth, there's a very efficient processing of nutrients occurring somewhere in the system. This is purely speculative on my part, but I think it's a good get, as good a guess as any based on the repeated similar results I've achieved in pretty much every single botanical method aquarium I've kept for the last, I don't know, eight or nine years. I'm sure that, you know, a more sophisticated explanation revolving around the presence of, you know, onboard carbon sources and other, you know, biological processes is probably the precise reason. I think that we're sort of looking at a freshwater equivalent of a reef aquarium in many respects, where instead of, you know, live rock or live sand, a lot of the microbial population and botanical processes occur within and upon the surfaces of the botanicals themselves. Almost like biopellets or other carbon sources that have been used in reef tanks. Perhaps the botanicals are not only a carbon source for beneficial bacteria, they're also a sort of biological filtration substrate for them to colonize on. Again, speculative and probably needing some more rigorous scientific investigation to verify one way or another, but it's been my working hypothesis for several years. And in my experience, once they get through the initial startup phase, botanical method aquariums seem to run incredibly smoothly and at a very stable, predictable manner. In fact, if you adhere to a regular yet simple maintenance schedule, you know, you obey the long established common sense rules of aquarium husbandry and don't go crazy with radical overstocking or trying to speed things up too much by dumping a ton of botanicals into your, you know, existing aquarium in a brief span of time, 
these systems run almost, I don't know, predictably. And speaking of maintenance, I'll concede that one of the bummers of botanical method aquarium keeping is that you will likely have to clean and replace pre-filters, micron socks, filter pads, or whatever more frequently. Just like in nature, as the botanicals, particularly leaves, begin to break down, you'll see some of this material suspended in the water column from time to time, and the bits and pieces which get pulled into your filter will definitely slow down the return flow over time. Best solution, in my opinion, is to simply change the pre-filters frequently and clean the pumps and power heads that you use regularly as part of your weekly or bi-weekly or whatever maintenance regimen. Remember, you're dealing with a tank filled with decomposing botanical materials. So good overall husbandry is not like an option. It's necessary to keep your tank stable and healthy. And that includes the dreaded, you know, by many anyway, regular water exchanges. And this isn't that hard, right? Water exchanges. At the very least, you'll likely be cleaning and or replacing pre-filter media as part of your routine. And that's typically a weekly to bi-weekly thing. And during my water exchanges, I'm merely siphoning water from, you know, down low in the water column. I'm not siphoning stuff from the, the substrate. I'm sort of a leave them alone as they decompose kind of guy when it comes to botanicals. And I'm not going to get in all the new, in all the nuances of water preparation and all that stuff. You have your ways and they work for you. It's not really rocket science or anything, but everyone has their own techniques. The one constant though is to perform regular water exchanges in your botanical method aquariums. It's just something that goes with the territory here. And what about water testing? Well, personally, I think it's a really good idea. For many hobbyists, water testing is a periodic thing done on an as-I-feel-it basis. And personally, I think the benefits of a more regular testing schedule yield a lot of good um, information for us. Your testing regimen should include things like pH, TDS, alkalinity, and if you're so inclined, nitrate and phosphate. And logging this information over time will give you some good data and all of us in the hobby some good data upon which to develop our you know, expectations and best practices for water quality management. It's important for the hobby overall to document as much information as possible about how our botanical method aquariums establish and operate. This gives the widest variety of hobbyists the most reasonable set of expectations about these systems. Remember, it's not just a new aesthetic approach or a way of aquascaping. It's about understanding and processing what's happening in that little aquatic ecosystem that you created. It's about asking questions, modifying techniques, and plain hunches, all skills that we as hobbyists have practiced for generations, whether we know it or not. When you distill, all, distill it all, we're, we're still just keeping an aquarium, yet one that I feel is a far more natural, dynamic, and potentially game-changing one for the hobby. One that we don't need to be afraid of anymore. It's about understanding what to expect, how our systems evolve, and how we manage them. And most important, how we enjoy them. Managing a botanical method aquarium offers opportunities, offers challenges, and educational experiences that we can really use to push the state-of-the-art of aquarium keeping in general, and to add to the growing body of aquarium knowledge about managing these really unique systems over the long term. And sharing your experiences, your personal experiences, good and bad, will provide everyone who follows with more confidence to follow in your footsteps, to create their own aquariums and push the limits in their own way. And growing that global, you know, community of botanical method aquarium enthusiasts in general through their efforts. Stay methodical, stay diligent, stay curious, stay helpful stay collaborative, stay open-minded, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tenant Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.